This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Everybody knows, everybody knows that the Heiliger of Levi Yitzchak of Rudichiv and Reb Baruch of Mezhibuz were total polar opposites from one another. Reb Baruch was very civilized. When he davened, he barely moved. When he sat with his family at the Shabbos table, he sat there like a king. But when Rebbe Levi Yitzchak of Berdichiv davened, he was lucky if he was anywhere near the place where he started davening. He would jump from one end of the room to the other. Sometimes he would dance around, turn around, fall to the ground, do somersaults. And at his Shabbos table, you had to be very careful. You never knew what was going to happen at the Shabbos table of Reb Levi Yitzchak In the middle of Kiddush, he might just start to go crazy, take a bottle of wine, pour it up, pour it down, throw the cup in the air. Reb Levi Yitzchak wanted so much to spend Shabbos with Reb Baruch of Mezhibuz, the Baal Shem Tov's grandson, that he finally invited himself. Reb Baruch said, you can come, but you have to do things my way, especially at my Shabbos table. With my family, everything has to be done proper. Reb Levi Yitzchak of he thought about it, and he said, The only way I can behave is if I don't open my mouth. I won't even daven except to say Amen, because the minute that I start davening, I lose myself. I'm not even myself. So he said to Reb Baruch, When we're making Kiddush, don't ask me to make a blessing. Just let me be completely silent because that's the only way that I'll have any hope of controlling myself. So the two Rebbe's agreed to spend Shabbos together. Rebbe Levi Yitzchak came for Shabbos, and they davened, and he only answered Amen. The davening went beautifully, no problems. Everyone was sure that by the time Kiddush came around, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak would start jumping on the table. But Rebbe Baruch made Kiddush, and Rebbe Levi Yitzchak only said Amen. Everybody knows that Zeminhag, a custom on Friday night, to eat sweet fish and sour fish. One of the deepest questions in the world, and a big controversy amongst the Rebbe's, was which fish do you eat first? So some Rebbe said you should have the sweet fish first, because then you'll have the strength to bear the sour one. And others said, let's get the sour fish out of the way, so the end will be sweet. In whichever way you choose, my friends, both are holy. Reb Baruch, he was of course civilized. He had a little chassid, like a waiter, bring the fish on a platter and ask each person which fish they preferred to eat first, the sour or the sweet. So the waiter comes over to Reb Levi Yitzchak and he says to him, Do you like sweet fish? That's all the poor chassid had to say. Reb Levi Yitzchak said, Do I love sweet fish? I love a shem. I only love a shem. And he took the whole platter of fish and threw it up to the ceiling. And the fish began to drip down from the ceiling onto Reb Baruch's talis. Because in those days, all the big Rebbe's wore their prayer shawls when they were eating the Friday night meal. And everyone at the table was shocked. They didn't even know what to do with themselves. Everyone except for Rav Baruch, who, even though he insisted on being civilized and proper, he would never wash his talis after that meal. Because he said the stains from Reb Levi Yitzchak were very holy. These stains were caused by a Jew who truly loves Hashem. How could I ever have the chutzpah to wash them out? And after Reb Baruch left this world, the talis was passed on from one Rebbe to another to wear on Shabbos, but never 
ever washed. And in the 20th century, it became so precious that the Rebbe's that were wearing it only wore it for Yom Kippur. The holy Munkacher Rebbe, the last to possess this talis, wore it only for Ne'ilah, the final prayer on Yom Kippur. Now we know the Munkacher Rebbe, he foresaw the Holocaust coming. And before he left this world, not long before the Holocaust, he said, I see a terrible darkness coming into the world, and I'm glad I won't be here. In the holy Munkacher's last will, he wrote that he wanted to be buried in Rebauchstalis, covered with the stains caused by a Jew who truly only loved Hashem. Thank you for listening to the stories, my friends. Did you know that I'm the author of two books? One of them is called Figure It Out When You Get There. It's a book of personal stories. And the other one is Shtikl Shalom, of conversations and stories with my mentor and teacher, the late Reb Shalom Brat. I'd like to share with you one of the stories right now. Here are a couple of stories from my book, Ashtikel Shalom, about Reb Shalom Brat. Shalom would ask, what does it mean to be humble? His answer was, to be transparent to your source. When you give someone a glass of water, they should know that it's from Hashem and not from you. He often asked me to pour him a glass of water, to teach me this lesson again and again. I poured water for him hundreds of times. He was always asking me, Barak, can you please pour me some water? Or just point to the glass. And every time in my head, I'd repeat, be transparent to your source. Be transparent to your source. Close friend of mine from Jerusalem was getting married in New York. At the same time, I traveled there for business. Shalom was on a trip and would conduct the wedding. I got to the hotel the day of the wedding and saw Shalom standing outside smoking a cigarette. I shouted, Shalom Aleichem, holy brother, from the open car window and parked the car. I was so happy to see Shalom in the spiritual emptiness of America. I told him how strange it was to see him in New York. I'd never seen him outside of Israel before or since. Me. Isn't it so strange that we're here together in New York? Shalom shrugged his shoulders without saying a word and took a drag on his cigarette. Me. Are you okay, Shalom? Shalom. Pa'uch Hashem. Take your bags inside. Do you need me to help you? I left Shalom smoking in the parking lot. Then I realized that although I felt like things were different, meeting Shalom in America, for him nothing had changed. Shalom was still in Jerusalem. He had taken Eretz Yisrael with him. You'll never know. You'll never know.